0: Podcast. I'm Paul Battam, your host. We're picking things up where we left off in the summertime. This is the Maple Leafs edition. We had lots of thoughts and opinions on where the draft and the free agency signings were for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going to follow up now as we're now a dozen games into the new season. And we're going to have Joe Felice and Jody Zidar come on and uh, give us their thoughts and opinions and uh, where things are trending. Before we do, let's listen in on the late Hall of Fame broadcaster, John Battam.
1: free CFTR. Toronto. This is John Batham, along with Mike Wadsworth, the Argonauts being introduced to this crowd here at CNE Stadium. Morris Zubkiewicz at center. The guards, Bart Buteau and Wayne Koenig. The tackles, Kraus and Jackson. The tight end is Simpson. The split end is Chuck Hurd. The flanker back is Mike Even. The slatback back is Peter Mueller. The fullback Shuttlesworth. And the running back is Orange. And the man that will try and put it together will be Mike Ray, with Rick Arrington on the sidelines in relief, just in case the need arises. And looking at Peter Mueller, this young man was the Toronto Argonauts selection. When I say the Argonaut, this was the Shenley of uh, and balloting, named as the outstanding player in the Toronto Argonauts. He also received the nomination as the outstanding Canadian ball player in the Argonauts. Defensively, of course, number 33 Sam Sianovich named the outstanding rookie on the Argonauts this year, but I'm sure a close contest between he and Larry Utech and Sianovich also named the outstanding defensive player. The outstanding offensive nomination, the offensive lineman nomination for the Argonauts went to number 56, Noah Jackson who had three, has played three years with the Toronto Argonauts and that gives you some idea what uh, what's transpired with this young football team here this afternoon. Just before uh, kickoff time, let me just mentioned that each and every year, our good friends, Shopsy they have the most popular player award, and this year it went to Zen and Resistion. And they're also making a special presentation, Dick Shadow, the PR and marketing director of the Argonauts this afternoon, Mr. R.F. Castles. Now, Mr. Castles, who I don't personally know, has been an Argonaut subscriber for 56 years, and frankly, that is absolutely astounding. And Miss Argonaut, Mandy Smith, is also being introduced to the crowd here this afternoon. Afternoon. So that sort of sets the stage as we'll have both teams lining up and the crowd rising in a moment or two. But in a minute, the opening kickoff between the Toronto Argonauts and the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and so this is the CFTR Argonaut Football Network.
0: Okay, Joe, Jody, welcome to Strictly Personal once again, guys. Uh, we <laughs> we had a great chat during the summertime about the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, their acquisitions. Via the draft and via free agency, and uh, the big focus uh, seemed to be on the goaltending. Um, obviously, getting rid of uh, Campbell and uh, and uh, picking up uh, uh, Murray and I guess Samson off, and uh, everybody's kind of going, okay, what that, what is that going to look like? Let's pick it up right there. I mean, let's let's talk about uh, the goaltending of the Leafs. There were a dozen games in, and uh, what do you think, Joe?
2: Well, I mean, because Murray was injured so quickly, you know, it's hard to uh, uh, assess their performance against our predictions because we really haven't seen them uh, as a tandem yet. Uh, I think uh, Samsonov has certainly uh, done his job thus far, and unfortunately he's injured, but it sounds like Murray's coming back. So I still think we're probably in a wait and see. Um, but but I I probably stand by what I said uh, back in the summer or the spring that uh, I have confidence that the two of them are going to do the job
0: yeah I listened back and I and I you know Wayne actually made a good point he, well his point was he thought Samsonov was going to end up being the, 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 the number one goalie which is trending that way because I mean Murray didn't necessarily look great out of the gate but then got injured right away so we got a little wait and see there um, and I, I kind of wonder about that myself.
3: Do we have any idea when Murray's going to return?
0: I'm not sure what the uh, prognosis is from when he's, when he's getting uh, back uh, in the lineup. Uh, what do you? What have you heard?
2: Yeah, he practiced today.
0: Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. with
2: the, With the team, I believe, and uh, he'll practice again. He's played a couple games with the Marlies.
0: Okay, so or, he's, not, uh, he's obviously not too far away.
2: Yeah. Now, whether he's played with the Marleys, or not, he's been down with the Marlies, though. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. For
2: for a little while. So he's he's. Probably in the net next week, I would imagine. I
3: would
0: sure hope so. Yeah. And, and Keith said today that Samsonov is week to week. He's basically, you know, already on the ice, but uh, probably sounds like a good week to two weeks away. But uh, at that, okay, let's not even worry about that. They've got two rookie goaltenders now in the net. Sure. Uh, they just picked up this guy, Keith Petrozelli from the Marlies. Uh, the kid's ecstatic. He just signed his first NHL contract. Uh, interesting character. He seems like a character guy. Um, he's got a good record going for himself right now. Coming up, he's got a 9.22 save percentage, six and zero. Feeling pretty good. Um, that would be pre- that would be a great story if this guy stepped in and, and did something. But I don't think he's actually getting getting the nod. I think they got uh, uh, Halleran uh, getting the uh, nod. Uh, I think the Leafs are playing uh, Vegas tonight, and I think he will be starting the game. But I'm sure the other kid is just uh, chomping at the bit to get a chance in the net.
2: Well, and, you know, what I had heard uh, or what I had read was that they were talking about Vegas. So, Vegas is, you know, number one team in the NHL. Uh, what did you say, Jody? 11 and 2?
3: 11 and 2 11 as of and today. Two.
2: And wow. their top two goaltenders are injured and have been injured for almost the entire season. And so they've been playing with their third and fourth string uh, goaltenders. So the article that I read was talking about. So maybe you don't need top flight goaltenders to, to win in the NHL.
0: Well, you, you know, it sure does help though. <laughs> I, I think when you get that far into the uh, down the line into the playoffs, I think you do. But maybe you don't need them uh, throughout the year, or throughout the season. Uh, who knows? But um, I don't know what the what the recipe is. But let's let's face it. Uh, there were some pretty good goaltenders there in the Stanley Cup. So.
3: Goaltending has always been key. Take a look at how many Stanley Cup champions we've had over the years. It's always had strong presence between the pipes and the blue paint.
0: It is, but I mean, uh, we just need someone to get us past the first rounds. And so we digress. And here we go back to where well, uh, we're 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 talking about this season. We're talking about the changes. We're talking about where the Leafs are going and primarily is because we don't really know where they're going. Uh, we hope they're, they're going in the right direction because after another disastrous season, the Leafs uh, blew up in round one again last spring. And here we are looking at uh, like, like typical hard, hard luck fans going, okay, what's 2023 going to bring us? And uh, so the goaltending is a big factor and there's all sorts of changes and, and stuff going on. Uh, they changed a few other things in their lineup. What about the defense?
3: I think it's solid. I think we've got some good strength on the D. I think we've got some good strength on the blue line. You know what? I'm a believer. I know people have been shitting all over them and have been really critical of them over the course of the last several games, albeit they're what, Joe? They're on a three-game, four-game win streak, three, I think. Three-game win streak, yeah. And then when you know they were, having a, they were having a losing streak there not too, too long ago, but... Um, I think they've, uh, you know, I think they've got some good solid uh, D, um, mind you. Who's out with an injury right now? Is it Hall or Hole or uh, no? Hall's back. Lilligren's back. Muzzin's
0: out. Muzzin, Muzzin's, Muzzin's the one. Muzzin's the, the one, one
3: that's out, and uh, it sounds
2: like uh, he might be done for the season. Uh, I, I, I thought, you know, before the season started, I thought that uh, they were going to struggle on defense. You know, yeah. um, I had. Uh, been hoping that uh, or hoped that Justin Hall would uh, go back to that first year when he, he became a full-time NHLer he had a pretty good year yeah. And yeah. Uh, but they talk about him being strong on the, on the penalty kill which I agree blocks a lot of shots He's uh, okay on the the second pairing on the power on the power a, play. I think but he's, a he, he's solid struggled.
0: five or six. The problem is they're playing him at one and two, at, on the two and three roll. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, he's just getting too many minutes in my opinion. But yeah, um, I, I like some of the guys they've added. They got some depth on the defense. They brought in the uh, Ben. Jody Ben. Oh,
2: we haven't seen him yet
0: yeah, he, because he's been injured. Too. He's been injured, uh, but and they got Mete. Uh, I mean, these guys are good. These are serviceable defensemen. They're, they're not gonna. They're not gonna hurt you. Um, they still don't have that one guy. I keep saying for the last I don't know how many years I've been saying they don't have a stud number one. Riley is a, a, I think he's a solid defenseman, but you know what? Morgan Riley doesn't even have a goal yet this year.
2: No, only one. Actually, funnily enough, the only defenseman to have a goal right now is Justin Holtz. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> I mean, and that, that says yeah. a lot. If you're not getting offense from and any scoring from your D, that is a problem. And you wonder why the Leafs were slow out of the gate. That's a, that's a big factor. The only reason right now is their records, uh, they're above 500, is they've won the last few games. They've won three in a row. And it's primarily because Tavares and uh, you know Matthews uh, have stepped up a bit. Uh, but uh, I'm not convinced that this team, if they got into a long series, like a playoff series against a tough team, that they have the depth to get anywhere. And uh, that's the part that I think, and that's the, what the focus really needs to be. We're We're looking at this at, oh, look at how they're starting this season. I can't help but think about the playoffs already. I'm thinking if they get into the playoffs, can they get past the first round? That's my focus. And I think everybody... Is saying the same thing. I mean, yeah, you know, the Leafs win a game. We don't even get that excited because we're going, yeah, well, let's see what you can do in the playoffs.
2: Well, having listened to a lot of uh, you know sports radio and 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 reading um, things online, uh, this this thought came to mind, and it's probably an aggregation of little bits here and there of what I've heard others say. But when you think about the Leafs team, and maybe the style of play or the game plan should be. Every line should go out there, number one, which is stating the obvious, but just compete. Just go out there, shift by shift, compete. And even if the the, the result of it is you're, you're not a negative, you're not a positive, you end up at zero. The Leafs have that high-end talent, that elite talent, that you can consider to be game breakers. So if you can go 58 minutes of the game competing, and if you're at, if you're in a draw situation, you got to figure at some point within 60 minutes, you only need one shift or two shift for your elite players to break
0: through, and they should be the game breakers. Right. Yeah, and I think that Keith feels the same way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think the city feels the same way. The country feels the same way. When is the last time though we saw the Leafs? Honestly, wholeheartedly, go out and compete for that length of time. I know I haven't seen it in a long time. Well,
2: there's been a lot of talk uh, in the last week or so. No, I mean there always is, but more so in the last week after Kevin vietzek was uh, talking with the Vancouver Canucks right. and this whole conversation around culture. I, I think that you know, what is the the Leafs team identity? What is the Leafs culture? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if I can if I can yeah, put an answer to
0: it. It's interesting. I mean, I'm listening to an interview with Sheldon Keith uh, talking a little bit about tonight's lineup, and uh, he was talking about uh, you know players that can step up and, and find a role on the team. And I, it's interesting. There's the coach. He's got a you know a basket of players that he's been given. Dubas is saying, "Here's the guys that I got for you." And the coach has now got to find through all these players what kind of role they play. I I, I find that interesting. I I, I always looked at hockey a little bit differently. I always thought, well, wouldn't you go out and get role players... To fill certain spots or voids in the team, but it doesn't appear that the Leafs are doing that. It look it's almost like there's throwing. I hate to use the phrase throwing a bunch of shit at the wall to see what will stick. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I,
2: I agree. It, it, I think when 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 Dubis is acquiring or considering acquiring different pieces, he should already have the role in mind of what that player is going to be. Mm-hmm. He's got all the statistics, all the data to tell him all the stuff he needs to know about those players. That's how he seems to be making a lot of his decisions, or they're, they're, they're like fact-based decisions based on the data that they have. Well, when you're acquiring these players, you yeah. should know what role they're going to play, and before you sign them, you tell them what the role's going to be.
0: It doesn't appear that's what's
2: going it, it doesn't on. Appear and that, it, uh, no. it
3: doesn't appear that he's gone out shopping for players to fill the role based on the overall DNA on the team. No. He's assembled all these players and then seems to have left
0: it up there are the all these, all
2: these disparate parts that oh. you hope work out. Yeah, and let's and it try can't and do it. that way.
0: And, and keeps literally going to, and he was referencing even uh, Nick Robertson. I mean, Nick Robertson has uh, got to find his role on the team. What role is he going to be? What kind of, I mean, I I found that astonishing. I thought, well, I thought that they would already know what that was going to be. You now, we talked in the summertime, and I know I mentioned this, and I think Joe, you also uh, agreed that. The addition of a guy like P.K. Subban on defense, uh, although I've never been a P.K. Subban fan, I think could fill a role on this, on this hockey team of something that they're currently lacking on not only defense, but he becomes a good distraction. He takes away some of the focus off of the guys like Matthews and Marner. He, he also brings to the defense power play on the defense a slap shot. Nobody on the team has a shot. They haven't mm-hmm. had a shot on that blue line for years. Yeah. Now you got a guy that the opposing team goaltenders are a little bit afraid of because this guy can rifle the puck. Yeah. So I think that's a good addition. Not to mention, he can be physical. Yeah. He yeah. can be a disturber out there. And I think he's the kind of guy that if you put on the blue line of the Leafs, that might be just the right kind of guy that would – you know, he's not the stud defenseman I'm talking about, but he might just give them enough to kind of balance out that D. And, mm-hmm. Anyways, and I can't believe that they haven't looked at it. I was I was googling free agents and it was amazing. He never his name doesn't even come up.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know if he's well, officially. He, he's he's now retired, isn't well, he? Well, I don't know it's, whether he's officially. Well, that's what
0: I was going to ask you. He, I haven't seen anything that says he's retired. It doesn't say online that he's retired. It says he's a UFA. But when you Google UFA, I thought I recall
3: something three or four weeks ago that he announced and he was emotional at a press conference. Okay. That he was packing it in. I may be wrong, but yeah, I'm, no, no,
2: you're you're I'm correct. correct I'm darn but there, sure there's that, an official filing of the retirement papers, and I you know I, I can't say that that's actually. Okay been done.
0: Maybe it has, and that's why his name doesn't yeah. count, but uh, so maybe my bad to yeah. even be, keep looking at him. But uh, I looked at what other other players and defensemen that were out there that were available. And the, the key, the other thing is he's a right handed shot. And we need a right-handed shot like we've needed for five years yeah. and still haven't found yeah. it. And every time he gets one he gets rid of it. Um, the other guy that I saw that might be of interest uh, that's a free agent is Keith Yandel. He's another guy that well, might be Yeah, panelist.
2: but he's already doing, you know, hockey can or uh, hockey night. You know, yeah. he's on the panel. But what about yeah. this chicken with, with Arizona? Like, what package could the Leafs put together?
0: To yeah, get, I mean, he's going to command a lot, apparently, to... Him. Like,
2: in, ter- in terms of uh, like draft picks and prospects and no no roster idea. player,
0: I have no idea what they, what uh, Dubas would have to put together to get to Arizona to to let him go. I mean, I would think it would be fairly mm. substantial. And whether I mean Dubas didn't want to part with a second or third rounder for this guy Bear. The, the, the yeah, Bear yeah, Ethan Vancouver. Bear. Yeah, yeah. And he's a right-handed shot, and he was available. And I thought, well, well, at least Leafs least looked at him and said, well, price is too high. Sorry, anyway. Yeah. He went to Vancouver, but. Uh, Anyways, that's, I still think they're they're missing that as a big integral piece on the blue line. I think they, oh. they have more depth on the blue line, I would say, but they, they still don't have that.
3: We haven't had that stud back there for a long time. Well, And I don't even know if we have had a stud. I mean, I'm going back a number of years ago, but uh, Caberlet and McCabe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'll tell you, those two guys, they were just a treat to watch play. Back and forth, back and forth, setting each other up, shooting and scoring, and they were a treat way back when, but i I yeah, I mean, I'm optimistic, and I hope that what we have is going to be enough, but I do agree that there's still we have a guy like a Suban who's got an edge, a little bit of cockiness, has the physicality and the grit. Yeah. We just don't seem to have that right now, yeah.
0: no, and I yeah. think that there's a guy there, and that I think if you could convince Subban to come out of retirement or come come to the lease with a with a you know a minimal contract, I think it why wouldn't Subban entertain it I mean he- there's a chance for him to, to come back and play in Canada and, Yeah, well uh,
2: Jordy you know we're what we're, we're not given enough uh, airtime here to Jordy Ben like i, I really think Jordy Ben is going to fill some of this criteria that you guys are talking about being a physical presence net net front presence on the defensive side i mean he's a he's a been a pretty yeah. serviceable solid uh, defenseman not not elite by yeah. any means but uh, for a number of six, seven, I think, or five, six, I think Jordy Ben uh, is is somebody that they're uh, chomping at the bit to get in the lineup,
0: and I think he's pretty close too. Well, let's look. Uh, let's look uh, beyond the blue line a little bit. Let's look at the forwards. Uh, right?
3: Paul, hang on. Still, while you're talking the blue line, yeah, I know your listening base here spans far and wide, covers many continents around the globe. Dubas, Dubas, if you're listening, <laughs> get somebody in the organization to reach out to PK. We're not convinced that he's totally yet retired, but uh, I do agree with you. We need somebody with a P.K. Subban-type mentality, physicality, the grit, shot like a bullet.
0: My nephew would not be uh, excited to see him come to Toronto. He's not a fan of P.K., I know that. Uh, so, uh, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, if you're listening, sorry about that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, just a, a player like that. It's I, I think it's right now it's a challenge for them to find uh, a player that can – put back there that has a price tag that they can afford, right? And they've spent so much up front and, um, and now they're struggling to find the chemistry up front. Uh, We're now tonight. Apparently they're moving bunting back down to Tavares's line and they're moving uh, Kerfoot back up to Matthew's line. They're, they're experimenting, but the bunting experiment has not gone well. He has not he's only got six points so far this year on the top line and, so he's struggling offensively for whatever reason, and it was Matthews and Marner for a while. They've now, I mean, they're on the power play, so I'm sure that's mm-hmm. why their points have come up in the last little while. But they have not looked good. I mean, regardless of the points, that number one line has not looked like a number one NHL line. What What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, I well, I mean the the production or the results haven't been there. Um, I think. Uh, I think Matthews, I mean, he's getting a lot of shots. Look at his his, uh, his scoring percentage. He's like, what, 6% or something like that? I mean, he's normally up 14, 15, maybe even 17%. Right. Um, but he's at 6%, I think. Um, so just, and then if you look at how many times he's missing the net, and I'm talking like just missing the net. You know, so
0: just off maybe. Yeah, I think slow just start, just
2: yep yep. I think it might be just a little but, bit. But not just him ahead. on
0: that line. Marner has not looked.
2: Sure. Yeah, and well, yeah. Unfortunately, and and you know, I I was uh, you know uh, ragging on uh, Marner, you know, for the last couple of years. But I, I have to say that in the last half of last year, I started to back off on that because I started to appreciate more and more the way he was playing the game hopeful that he would come into this season and just pick up where he left off but I don't see it. Yeah. I don't think, I I'm going to go back to something I said uh a few times ago when we were together, I think he's an emotional prima donna. I think he needs to be taught a lesson. I send him to some non-hockey uh, marner. Oh,
0: absolutely. He, yeah, I, Babcock yeah. may have been on to him early days. What's that? <laughs> I think Babcock was on to him early oh, days for sure. Yeah,
3: there's something there's something about him. I get I get the fan favorite. Uh, he's from where? He's from Markham or something yep. here in the GTA. Um, you know, does a lot in the community off the ice. I get that. Small player, you don't have the grit, you don't just have that fire in the belly from him that I haven't seen, nor do you have the size to compete in the corners, but um, he seems to be hot and cold at times, Uh, you know. Was it last year? No, it was two playoffs ago where I think he couldn't hit a barn door, for yeah. gosh sakes. Um, do you know who I've been really pleased with right now, and I'm looking at his stats here right now, is Tavares. Hallelujah for our captain. Absolutely. Well, he,
0: I, yeah, you touched on a real good uh, bright spot, I think, Jody. With Tavares uh, and what I've seen in terms of his play, not just the stats are looking good, but he, he he looks like he's playing every shift hard, He's going full out. He's leading like a captain should. And um, I wish we would have saw a little bit more of that last year. But not, that being said, he's come out of the gate looking really good this year. And that's a big plus. And actually, Nylander on that line hasn't looked that bad either. He's looking like oh, he yeah. stepped it up. A yeah, way.
2: I have oh. no problem with Nylander. I haven't had a problem with Nylander for a while. But speaking of Tavares, it, it, the way he's playing right now reminded me, you know, I wrote a few articles for a few different websites. And one of them was the Hockey Writers a couple of years back. And one of the articles I wrote is, what if or do you think that two centermen, Tavares and Matthews, could both score 50 goals in a season? That's right, yeah. yeah. Right? And I'd like to go back and…
0: Each? Each. Each score 50 goals in a season. And 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 you say it's never happened,
2: right? It's never happened with… I'd have to go back and read the article because I did quite a bit of research. But there have been guys on teams that have each scored 50 goals, but they'd be on the same line.
0: Right, right. right. And but never
2: two centers. And never two centers. Yeah. I don't think there mm-hmm. was. Anyway, I'd have to go back and read the article. Yeah. But but quite honestly, with the way that Tavares is playing, and I mean, he got 47 that year. The year I wrote that article, he had 47. Yeah.
0: Well, right? what, we're 12, 13 games in. He's got eight goals. Yeah. You I mean, know, he's on a good Eight pace. goals, seven assists but, right now uh, after 13 games.
2: Yeah. I think that would
3: be. He went for a stretch last year, and you know what? The city, the media, everybody was hard on him where he went, I forget, for how many games without a goal?
0: Yeah, he did go for quite a, uh, a dry spell last
3: He had a dry year, uh, spell that just yeah. seemed to haunt the poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope and, that doesn't
0: um, repeat, but uh, he's off to a good start. He's, he's off, off to a good start. A Hallelujah start, for that. Great start. Yeah. yeah no,
2: no. No, compl- no complaints there. Yeah. You know, he's still, I mean, what's interesting about Tavares is, you know, all through his career, he's been about a point a game player, you know, and... Uh, But when you, certainly with the Leafs, when you look at his plus minus, he's he's just not a plus player. Yeah. Even still, even if you look at it right now, I mean. uh, He's minus two
3: after 13 games. He's
2: minus two. I mean, uh, there's a lot of zeros in there and there's a lot of ones. You know, no Leaf player is really very plus or very negative right now, but they're minus. But Tavares, I don't know. Yeah. He's having, he's had a great start. He's had a great. He seems start.
0: to get in trouble in his own end a lot. He, he still does. does. He, he does. still kind of turns the puck over, and uh, he's, he's trying. You can see the efforts there, but he is, uh, he is still getting into a little bit of trouble in his own end. I, I have really no problem with the top four on Toronto. I think nobody does. It's the problem is it's four, not six. The two that fill in that make the six are still a big question mark. Bunting and Kerfoot. I'm sorry, in my books are not top six players.
2: Yeah, well, I, no, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, I thought you were gonna take a shot at Kerfoot because I know you're not. <laughs> a, you're always trying to trade him when we're talking. <laughs> but uh, I seriously do, do not have a problem with Kerfoot. Um, but going back to my comment about the compete level, so you take the last game, maybe the last two games against Boston and Carolina. Could you? You, I don't think you could help but notice Dennis Melgan, how aggressive and how much he competed. Maybe it was just against Carolina because I think he was a healthy
0: well, scratch there. You mentioned that, That's, and then I watched the Keefe interview. That's where he was referencing finding a role on the team. Uh, and he's saying that Melgan's doing that. He's He's now taking on that opportunity and saying he's finding a role for himself yeah but
2: it's it's the execution so yeah he's finding a role but can a guy like maligan can he play top six every no 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 bottom six yeah but can he play as aggressively and effectively and at a high level of compete that he did against carolina can he do that every night and and is it too much to say you got to do it every night?
0: Yeah, well, I, that is the question, mark. right?
2: And and that's the well, issue with the, if he's that,
0: able to do that, he'd be signing a pretty good contract at the end of this year for
2: sure. Well, that'll be a, that'll be a problem for next year, but yeah. for for this year, for everybody that's
0: signed, you well, know, you know what? With all these players that they keep throwing in and out of the lineup, somebody has got to find a lightning in a bottle. There's got to be one of these guys that sticks or emerges as. Uh, even if they, one of them just gets lucky and has a, a fortunate season, right now maybe he's the guy. I don't know. Well, yeah. Nick Robertson's had a couple of great games. But then he falls off all the time. He doesn't seem to be able to keep it going. And, yeah. um, he
3: could be this team's bright spot this year. Yeah. I really like that kid. Which guy? Robert? Nick Robertson. Yeah, yeah, yeah Nick for sure. Robertson.
0: Well, I think I think the management thinks that too, but I think Keefe um, is not seeing it day in and day out with the lineup, and he's struggling uh, with trying to keep him there.
2: Well, you know who I haven't noticed much, but I did notice him the last game, or or maybe it was against the Bruins, that uh, Callie Yankrock. Did you see that shot that goal that he got from the yeah. high, from the high slot yeah. top corner yeah. where's that
0: what a wicked so, shot though or where, where well, I was, don't know that was, I haven't seen him do that
2: but that was that was a, a quick release and top yeah. corner and like you know I'll yeah. see a little bit more of
0: secondary that. scoring is is, is, a, is a big issue with this team right now um where we? they're relying on that top four uh, just way too much, and it's scary. If they're I having off games, or they're off, or they're feeling injured, or they're tired, or the other team is leaning on them, and they, they, they—all these teams that have the big body teams, the Leafs can't seem to handle that. Once again, they haven't added any grit, no, any any kind of big body player that has pushback to a team like a St. Louis, yeah. No. Uh, Boston, uh, like some of these bigger teams, uh, like Los Angeles is a big body team. All of a sudden, and they came in and they handled the Leafs, you know, rather easily.
2: I think I think I'm done with Engel. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, for a guy that's six foot five, can skate as well as he skates. Even though he, it's a little awkward sometimes watching him skate, but he can skate well. Six foot five. You had to give him some time to see if he would further develop, but I just mm-hmm. don't see it.
3: Yeah. It, it, he, I just don't see he, it. Who's that? Sorry,
2: Engel? Yeah. yeah he looks like yeah. he's plateaued. He, he's mm. – I I don't know. I, I just don't it's see it. up
3: to it. a bit of a slow start with only, with only two points after 12 games.
0: Yeah. yeah. He just doesn't convert on his opportunities. He gets a lot of opportunities, and he just doesn't have the ability to convert regularly on it. He gets the odd point or gets lucky sometimes, but um, – And I I find that's the same with Kerfoot. He doesn't convert. He's in there and he's making things happen, but he doesn't convert. And we need results. We need guys that can get the job done. And that's... Well, well, you know... And you know what? Those players, if you were to watch them in, in in a segment of 10, 15, 20 games... You'd say, ah, there's some potential here. But we've seen these guys now for two or three years, yeah. and it's the same old thing.
2: Yeah, well, that's why I'm, it's ready. Time to I'm, re- I'm ready to jump ship on yeah. that okay. for sure. But as far as, um, you know, uh, lead by example, right? Yeah. I have to say, like Tavares, as we've already said, he's had a great start to the year. But even in the years where, you know, uh, he hasn't had a great start or, or you know, the results or the, the stats might not back up or be as high as we'd want them to be, but as far as compete level, no one competes more than Tavares along the boards and in the corners, and like he's exceptional. He's exceptional, and and I don't know how that can't translate into other guys going, I want to be like him.
0: Uh, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, what you know, <laughs> what what players do we have, Jody, that are that are guys that go into the corners and dig the pucks up.
3: Who do we got? Well, we just mentioned him. It's our captain. It's our captain. Um, It's our captain. And you're right, Joe, that that seems to be his sweet spot. His sweet spot is down low. It's in the corners. He's got tenacity. When he's not in the corners, he's parked himself in the blue paint. That seems to be his secondary home, for gosh sakes, or his primary home, depending on what his wife would say. But um, that is his sweet spot. And, And, yes, he has struggled defensively in her own end. You know, know the thing I'm struggling with, and you've said it twice already, Paul, is that our coach is saying they have to find their spot on the team. I'm sorry, but it should be, in my opinion, the coach's responsibility to set the tone, to set set the direction, to allocate, to say that, you know what? Second line, we're missing a gritty right winger. Never mind Robertson or Engville or whomever. Go out and then find your spot on the team. I think that's a fundamental loss, or a f-
0: yeah, it's a, it's not it culture, Is it the inability of the general manager to go out and sign players that they need to fill these? Well, classes?
3: that's a good point. If I had to, if I had to comment to that, I would say it's our GM.
0: Yeah. So you it, mean, it's management. I mean, let's face it. This is one of the criticisms that we've been bantering about for the last what two, three years. Yeah. That uh, you know is Dubas getting the right personnel? He doesn't seem to be able to sign the right kind of guy. He's, you can see him, he's kind of, He tried, even the goaltending, when we talk about these goaltenders he signed, everybody knew that Murray was injury prone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Three games in, he's injured. Like everybody's going, told you. Like, why, like surprise us, Dubas. Find a find yeah. a diamond in the rough. I mean, who was the last good signing that Dubas got? I mean, you probably know Joey. I mean, I'm sure he's had one or two.
2: Well, I mean, we mm-hmm. like we like Muzzin. So that was it. Well, that was a trade, actually. Is that what you mean, like a signing ah,
0: or? He's a trade or a signing? Like, I mean, Muzzin, Jack, I was, Jack Campbell.
2: Never. Jack Campbell did well. That was that was a Campbell trade. came in under Dubas's watch, yep, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, he came in. So that was one. Muzzin was another. But before, just I just need to uh pay kudos to uh matthews matthews is another guy that wins battles in the courts and along the boards yeah but these are the two guys no i'm I'm just saying but you've got your leaders really setting examples of winning battles on the boards you know like like and and they get a lot of ice time so there's enough guys sitting on the bench watching these guys you know it's like if they can do it then i gotta go out there and do it but it's not happening yeah but it's not
0: happening well, you talked about in the last podcast the guys that the Leafs have get, has gotten rid of. Oh, my gosh. They're
2: all the guys that we need. Oh, I wish I would have made a list. But right. it, Hyman. Where Hyman. Zach. Could we use him right now?
0: Marchman. Could we use him right now? Oh,
2: Marchman. Like, I, you know, I remember going to see Marchman play when he was uh, a rookie with the Marlies. It was preseason. They were playing the Habs. I was at Coca-Cola. What do they call it? Coca-Cola Coliseum now. I think it was Rico at the time. yeah. yeah. And I remember being there with a buddy of mine, and I said, I like that guy. And it was Mason Marchment. Wow. You know? And how they let him go, I have Mm. no idea. I have no idea. Well, and then Caudry's
0: another one,
3: right? Caudry's another one. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Caudry's (laughs) another one. But but go back over time, the last 15, 10, 20 years. how 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 many players have left the Leafs organization to go on to have banner years, win the cup, and play in their element well, over and above what they've ever been able to play here in Toronto. Well, I
2: There's a long, I list. Re- I won't long re- list. I won't remember all their names or, or remember how to pronounce them, but when the Leafs had their that Western stream where they just lost four games in a row, yeah, you start looking at L.A., you look at Anaheim, uh, San yeah. Jose. Yeah. Did you notice that for each of those teams on their number one power play were guys that the Leafs discarded? Yeah. You know, Barbanoff or however yeah, yeah. you say his name, Amito, I think was another guy again, I don't know sure I'm pronouncing it correctly, but you know, these are guys that just hmm. were never given a chance on the Leafs. They get traded and yeah. now they're like on the number one power play. Yeah. For yes. these teams now, mind you, they're you know I mean they beat the Leafs, so they you know good for them. But uh,
0: <laughs>
2: you know they're not upper echelon teams that these guys are cracking the lineup on. But the yeah. point is, is that they're they've become NHL players where they weren't even given a chance with the Leafs, really.
0: So these are missed opportunities of guys that we're here with that they have they've left and we don't have and we're obviously not getting them back or we're not going back after them. We need players like that. Is that is there what is there any moves that you guys can see that can be done to strengthen the Leafs right now? Um, are we waiting till the trade the trade deadline and what you know we're in probably for a bit of a haul here now with this lineup.
3: I wish we could bring Spetsa back, man. I loved him and I tell you I'm missing him this year.
2: Well, you can't bring him back because he's going to replace Dubas as the
1: GM.
3: <laughs> well, hey, I that's hope so. There. I hope so. If, hey, if hey, things I'm, go
0: go south. That would
3: probably happen. I things. support that. I that would be. I hadn't heard that one, but that would be a good one.
0: You heard it here first. Yeah, there you go. I said that to that's, you on the golf course yeah, the other day. You did. Yeah, that's right. But, and that's, Spets,
3: Spets is like uh,
2: hockey encyclopedia. Like I mean, he's a hockey historian.
3: Yeah, he studies the game so so oh much. he's a student of the game for sure student of the game how about sure. a guy that got sent down this week and I'm looking at him here right now online is Wayne Simmons so talk about a guy that had some grit
4: yeah that
3: could really stir things up I still I forget I forget the final score but it was last year in the playoffs where he got two penalties in a playoff game he was in the box for four minutes he, he gets two penalties <laughs> the opposing team scores on us each time he's in the box. He blew the game. Hmm. He's got two penalties. We lost by two goals. Ever since then, he's been benched. He's been sat. He's been, you know, thrown behind the eight ball. Say what you want about the guy, but I liked his grit. I liked his tenacity. He could get out. He had an ability late last season to put the puck in the net. He was doing that a little bit. But he seemed to be our only guy with a little bit of fire in the belly and a little bit well, of grit I, and tenacity. Yeah,
2: I you know, I, uh, I hesitate to, to to mention these articles that I wrote a couple of years ago. But one of the articles I wrote was about Wayne Simmons, and I compared him to Eddie Shack, and I took a look at at Shack's uh, career, and I look at, took a look at Simmons, and it's incredible how how much they parallel each other. So I was I was projecting or maybe hoping. That Simmons would come in and kind of create that excitement, that enthusiasm and as as much as these players that I'm I'm going to mention like, uh, you know, Motor City Smitty, you know, like the Leafs back in the 70s and the 80s, regardless of how well they did in the standings, they seemed to always have what they call the energy guys that would come in and excite everyone and get everyone out of their seats. The Leafs don't have that.
0: Well, and 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 by the way, and and
2: Simmons never filled the role.
0: I'm going to name a guy that you guys have probably forgot about. That it was was exactly that role. He was the kind of player that could bring energy to the lease when there was a. And he was the kind of player that if they if it was a heavy game and there was problems, he knew how. To change the momentum, that Jimmy
2: Jimmy Crackcorn.
0: No, no, Ty Domi.
2: Uh, Ty Domi for sure.
0: Ty for sure. Domi is a was a guy that, the, and he created space for time and space for the top players out there. Yeah, that's the kind of guy that Leafs reading right now. Simmons is not that kind. No,
2: of no, player. he's not. I was he's hoping. Not. I was hoping yeah. that he would be. Yeah. Um,
0: but I mean, you're right. I thought. I think everybody thought Simmons could be that kind of player yeah. coming in, and he just yeah. hasn't. He just uh, what, he, even when he tries to get out there and, and be a momentum changer. He messes it up. He yeah. doesn't do it. His timing's off when he does it. And well what I think... He takes a dumb penalty. He just doesn't have the... the You're right. To do You're it. right. Yeah.
2: And comparing the past to the present, I think the one one of the reasons why Simmons at this point in his career is not as effective as some of the guys that we're mentioning from the past is the speed of the game has increased so much. Yeah. And yeah, Simmons is not a fast guy. He's, you no. know, his skating, you know... Um, isn't maybe what it used to be. Let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. It, it isn't what it used to be. So he can't keep up with the pace of the game and play the game the way that we want him to play it.
0: Yeah. Now, I mentioned to you, I was talking with you and Wayne on the golf course, and I said, like, why the heck did we not look at Stahl, who just got signed? Oh, no, reason?
2: Paul. I'm, I, I,
0: but No way. But there's your Spezza. Jody's saying bring back Spets that you could have brought in Stahl for, for seven hundred and fifty thousand. I mean, there's a veteran guy.
2: When when the Habs a couple years ago went to the finals, ask any Habs fan what they think of, of Stahl.
0: Yeah. Eight? Well I don't I'm not I don't think he's an answer, but yeah. I'm saying if you're looking for a veteran guy out there that can come in and not and not be very expensive. That's a guy. He's a guy. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think they need to do that, to be honest. I don't think they need to be looking for that veteran guy at this stage. I think they need the, they need some heavy bodies, some guys that can get into the corners so they're not having to rely on Tavares and Matthews to dig the puck out.
2: Maybe they should get Lucic. Hey, He's he's going to no. be. He's going to be. No. He's going to be. No, no, no. Listen, listen. listen no. Listen. No. No. For no, no, because they're, they're, they're actually talking about should they sign him again, should they should no. they re-sign him they're or not?
0: not. Maybe for the minimal contract. Again, yeah. it's all about whether you spend <laughs> that money, but, I mean, he could throw a hit and, and be a game changer. That, yeah. that I do. Yeah, you know. well, he's yeah. going to be an RFA. yeah Well, he's I mean, gonna be an it's probably going to want, want some money, and I wouldn't pay it to him. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
3: We seem to, as a team, we've seen it hit the abort button on those experienced guys that it wasn't too long ago. That Dubas and Shanahan, they were going around promoting and pitching that we need the experience going to the playoffs. Yeah. Got Thornton, got Spezza. Those guys are both now gone from the team. And I'm probably missing one more if you look back over the last three to five years. Yeah, um, You know, we see that experiment seems to have failed.
0: Yeah, I mean, Joe Thornton still hasn't even officially announced his retirement. He still comes up as a UFA, so I don't know. But I, I, Joe's, I think the game's passed Joe by as well. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, older players, at least have experimented in the past that way, and, and, and none of them have really been successful in bringing back some of these guys I still, see, I still come back to PK. PK's 33 years old. What's he doing retiring at 33? Uh, I think he's got some gas in the tank. I think he's a guy that they could uh, they should go after. So, do if you're listening, go after him.
2: Well, you know, <laughs> it's unfortunate this guy was a flop, Nick Ritchie.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I thought that he's
0: playing well in Arizona. I know he beat the Leafs
2: the one they played.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another another ex-Leaf, yeah. Another ex-Leaf,
2: but I really was hopeful that Nick Ritchie would have been able to uh, perform, but he just didn't. Yeah. He yeah. just didn't. You know, like I got no complaints with them moving on from him. And they moved on from him quickly.
0: Yeah. You
2: know, but it's unfortunate because he's a big guy, you know, he's got hands.
0: Well, let's talk about what's happening in the league. We got Arizona, they're a better team. And there's a number of teams that have gotten better. We talked a a lot uh, in the summer after the uh, free agent signing. Uh, We said what teams might be... You know, stepping up, what teams might be falling back. I threw, I went out on a limb and I had said that I thought that uh, three teams that might be worth watching that could jump into a playoff <coughs> spot were, were Buffalo, Detroit, and the uh, Ottawa Senators. Um, that still could happen. Uh, Buffalo's definitely looking like a contender. They've got some, they got a hell of a lineup, I can say that. They're young, though they're very young, so we'll see where they go. Um, Ottawa actually at this stage has not. Lived up to its billing so far. No,
2: they they haven't lived up to the billing. They're four and seven, and even even Buffalo. Because I like, again, I remember what we talked about, and Buffalo was one of the teams that we thought But, but they're kind of they're kind of fading. They're, they're seven and five now. They yeah, had they had a quick start. they they had, seven, they had they're, two they're seven uh, and five.
0: two tough losses, uh, Carolina and, uh, and and Tampa. So. Yeah. But, uh, but,
2: uh, but I you know I had mentioned that I thought Florida would still end up number one spot, but they're not uh, so maybe
0: the Florida you guys both you and Wayne thought Florida would finish number one in the division and right now it's not looking no. like, it looks like that might be the odd team out Boston has definitely surprised me I thought Boston could have been the odd team out Absol-
2: is I totally, I, unbelievable right absolutely unbelievable absolutely
0: and they don't even have McAvoy back
2: yeah so number one defenseman so what did Boston do in the offseason they changed coaches
0: yeah they changed coaches yeah interesting right mm. yeah. but they did sign a, an few, interesting a few point. key players yeah
2: because because we were all we were all thinking that Boston was gonna, gonna slide.
0: Yeah, well they they also you know which
2: is which is which is a bold thing to were, say because Boston is every year. I mean you know they're they're there yeah. every year and and we were all thinking that they were going to take a slip and here they are they're number one and uh, really the only change they made was the coach.
0: Yeah, if you look at that lineup, there's there's no weaknesses in that lineup. No, nope. they've got a strong team. I mean, they're, and they you know what they don't have the, that that big, high-profile goalie anymore either. No. But the guys they got. It's a tandem of young goalkeepers. They're they're holding their own.
2: Well, like somebody said, you don't really need two top-flight goalies to win the Stanley Cup.
0: Maybe you don't. Maybe if you you, uh, get the right players out in front of them, uh, maybe that's the answer. Uh, So any bold predictions as to where we're going? Uh, We know where things are at right now. Uh, Where do you think things are trending uh, as far as uh, division... Top top teams in the least division, and so on. Any any thoughts on that?
3: I'm going to maintain the course. I'm going to maintain direction. We're only 13 games in. You know, we still got a lot of hockey left. Haven't we're not even anywhere near the midway point. Um, you know, what teams trip and fall and stumble out of the gate. Maybe that four game Western U.S. loss streak that we went on. Hopefully, that's well behind us and long behind us. I know they're playing momentarily. They'll be on the ice tonight. they got a tough game coming up against them, against uh, against Vegas. But um, you know what? In our conference, I mean, it's looking like Boston surprisingly. Well, maybe I shouldn't say surprisingly because we've always struggled against them. Um, you know who I'm looking at right now is in second place is a bit of a surprise is, is Detroit. Detroit. Where the heck has Detroit come from? They come from Steve Iserman. <laughs> Where the heck have they come from out of out well, of you know, nowhere? That's
0: an interesting game tonight. Detroit is playing the Habs, so that will be an interesting game. Just uh, see if that, you know who comes out on top there, because Detroit right now looks like the better team, mm-hmm. and uh, but Montreal can surprise you. You
3: know, out of out of our division and out of our conference, but you know, our friends up in Edmonton. Yeah, we seem to yet for another season at least at the start after 13 games, they're 7-6. and six. They've got arguably, in my opinion, the greatest player in the game right now. They've got a lot of talent on that team. What is the secret sauce that is missing from Edmonton over the course of the last however many years? They've got the talent.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I think they're, they're, we could easily do a podcast on the Calgary Flames with some of the stuff they've gone through. Well, Edmonton as well, for that matter. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Calgary—the off-season stuff that they've gone through and the, the personnel changes—well, it's—it's I, uh, it's unbelievable. I think they're—they're they're, they're playing very well considering all the changes they've had. But they've—they've they've tailed off a lately, like you said, like just hmm. recently they've lost, I think, two or three in a row. Yeah, well,
2: I think with Edmonton again, I don't watch them that closely, but uh, I would say it's a parallel with the Leafs, bottom six. You Know isn't what it needs to be,
0: right? Yeah,
2: and uh, shaky goaltending, you know, they're relying on their number two, Jack Campbell just hasn't produced, you know, and yeah, uh, I think I think that's uh, that's Edmonton's problem is, is similar to the least bottom six,
0: yeah. Well, Calgary's got Markstrom, I mean, he's he's shown to be a top goaltender, but he has not uh, he's not really. Stolen any games. I think the season's young, let's face it. it's only, We're only 10, 12, 13 games into the season, so yeah. let's, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I guess it's pretty tough to make any real predictions at this point. I guess you get to the 20-game mark, you feel a little bit – just that extra seven, eight games will give us a little better indication, I think, as to where things are going. Um, Do we need a coaching change in Toronto?
3: Is coaching the answer?
0: Well, you know what? If you asked me four games ago, I said I would have said absolutely, and that's amazing how three wins in a row will will get change it. your mind. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's changed my mind. Uh, I'm I have my eye on Keith on on what he's doing right now, and it's, I, I'm I'm trying to make some assessments in my own mind whether or not he's the guy. I uh, I'm not sure. I, I really before I never really focused so much on Keith. It's always been Dubas. I mean, what players? And I and I still think Dubas is is part of the big problem here. I don't think he's bringing in the right the right personnel.
2: Well, uh, to go yeah. forward.
0: I mean, we've got four of the best players in the world. Yeah, but think you've got to like, be able think, to build a hockey team around that.
2: But think about like we're talking about the NHL. So everybody that's that's on the roster, they're NHL players and we're talking about where is the team identity where is the culture yeah, bizarre to me it's putting the right players in the right positions to have the right level of success and if if the if the, the, the guys have shut the coach out and they're not listening they're not going to get the message so to answer your question i would like to see a coaching change and one of the things that uh, we've talked about on the golf course is barry trot's you know kind of Entered into the uh, got a few quotes in the uh, in the papers and on the TV and his comment was he
3: declared this week he wants to coach he, an original 16. he said he, he apparently bought a house in but, Toronto I heard. but here <laughs> no
2: but here he, did he? but he went I, on to I, I don't know if
0: that's rumor but I did hear but that. he
3: went
2: on to say one more thing hmm. and he said mm-hmm. I had a few family issues personal issues that I need to take care of but I should be good to go by December.
3: Which is about the halfway season, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
2: And again, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. that's not that's not me reading about someone reporting what Barry Trott said. I actually heard Barry Trott say that.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think uh, anybody would be disappointed on a coaching change. No. Anyone that I've talked no. to. I
3: if mean, we continue to slide, I
0: agree. Yeah. But I mean... I- you know, I don't. Yeah, you know, I think coaching could be a difference. Like you say, look what happened in Boston. Boston's really, but it's still early. Boston could tail off. So sure. let, let's 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 see where things go. So I mean, I think we've covered it. We've talked about the management, the coaching, the goaltending. We talked about the defense. We talked about the forwards. We've talked about uh, what else. So we haven't talked about Shanahan and his role, but I guess he's going to be there till. Whenever
2: Well, the one, the one thing I've mentioned to you, Paul, on a, and maybe on a previous podcast, is it seems odd to me that the kind of player or players that the Leafs are missing are exactly the kind of players that Shanahan was. And I, 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 that, that boggles my mind how after being in his position for this many years, regardless of whether he's the president or the GM, forget that, but the Leafs still do not have a player that could even come close to measuring up to the kind of player that Shanahan was. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, they need a goaltender too by the looks of it. 35 seconds in, they're down 1-0 against Vegas. So, uh, there you go. Um, that's uh, probably a good time for us to wind up our podcast. As we're going out, guys, what? Uh, who wants to pick a song that we should go out on?
3: You know, the only one that comes to me, and Joe, you tell me your thoughts, is the good old hockey song. <laughs> what is it? Stompin' Tom? Stompin' Tom?
0: Yeah, either that or love hurts. Love hurts. <laughs>
3: that could be an appropriate yeah, could one. Be appropriate. But you might have to wait to make that decision after yeah. the third period here tonight.
0: All right, we're gonna we're gonna sign off now. We're gonna watch uh, some uh, some Maple Leafs play uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights here. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, Joe and Jody will will uh, reconvene and maybe you are closer to Christmas when uh, when we've got a better idea where things are at that time. Thanks for joining. us. Because
4: I, like I ain't quite as dumb as I see.